Hey everyone, I'm Mary. And I'm Polly. And we're the We Scream Reviews team. Please like and subscribe for up-to-date information on all of our podcasts. And thanks for listening. Take it easy, everyone. Hey everyone, and welcome back to We Scream Reviews. I'm Mary. I'm Polly. And I'm Mike. Woohoo! Hey Mike, we're happy hey, you're everybody. here. We have a special guest. We have a special Mike guest. Mike has been a friend of mine for over a decade. One of my best friends. He's here today to give us extensive knowledge <laughs> of uh, Thor Love and Thunder. He's going to put his brain He saw on it Thursday table, night, it in half, and, and he's fun. had 48 hours to process it, and he's here to help us out in this episode, which is titled Summer Blockbusters slash Thor Love and Thunder Review. Right. Um, full disclosure, we are all hungover. Yes. Uh, we're it's tired. My bur- it's my birthday. <laughs> exactly. It's literally my birthday today, the 9th of July. And we were all out last night. We were at midnight uh, until, celebrating it. Yeah. Until 2 a.m. and we woke up dead. In the words of Jeannie, Mike's wife, I woke up dead. Yeah. Right. And then I said, literally. after I had a bunch of coconut water and orange juice, I'm mild dead. Yeah. And we all woke up this morning and said we wouldn't drink today and... We're drinking we as are. we do this podcast. <laughs> so, in Hollywood news, we first have something really weird. So, apparently, like, there's a rumor going around. This guy just can't get out of rumors, and his rumors are bad. Who? Um, Army Hammer. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that he's a hotel concierge. Okay. <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> spotted him as a hotel So, concierge. he's been a cannibal. <laughs> he's, he's been a serial he, killer. He, he's been a serial studying, killer. He's studying for a role? Or? <laughs> He's method acting. He's like, in the Shining uh, reboot. I, I read this in the news and I'm like, which everything that has ever come out about Army Hammer, I'm like, it's so bizarre. Maybe it's true? Maybe one story, but at this point we're just which one, five though? stories. Okay, hold this on, is like one? Tupac sightings. The cannibal one? The serial killer one? Or the hotel concierge? All cap. Honestly, the, the, the most reasonable one would be the hotel concierge thing. Man, and that, and then apparently it was like a deep rumor that he was killing people and burying them in the desert. Uh, like well. this was like a well thought out rumor. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Army Hammer is, he plays the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network and was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in Call Me by Your Name. And then he disappeared and became a serial cannibalist. Went two uh, deaths this week. Very, very sad. Yes. We have James Can from The Godfather. A.K.A. Sonny Corleone. Sonny. Yeah. And also, he was also the dad in Elf. Yes. Um, uh, rest in peace. We were, we were really shocked to hear about that one. And then the other one was Tony Sirico died. Tony Cicero. Tony Cicero, sorry. Who is? Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts from Polly The Sopranos. Walnuts. Was also in Goodfellas and pretty much any... Italian mob movie there ever was. My this is fa- the guy. My favorite scene of his in all of The Sopranos um, is when he's talking to Chris and Vito and Bobby are standing next to each other and he's like, look at that. It's like an ad for a weight loss center before, <laughs> before and way, way before. <laughs> my, uh, that's incredible. <laughs> my, my favorite is uh, it's season four, I think it's episode ten, where... Chris Moltisanti is uh, getting an intervention, and they have everyone circled around. They have Tony, Meadow, Adriana, whatever, and it comes to Polly, and they have a mediator there, and the mediator's like, hey, you know, listen, no judgment, 
we want to just tell them how we feel and how their addiction has affected you in the past or whatever. And he gets to Paul. He's like, I'm going to make this quick. He's like, you're weak, you're out of control, and lost focus. And he's like, we said no judgment. And then it just gets out of control from in the there. In the middle of an intervention. <laughs> that guy's incredible. Sounds like and he Holly keeps Wallace. the painting of Tony, of Tony with yeah. the horse. Yep. And uh, I got one last thing on Hollywood uh, updates. This Monday is the premiere of the final episodes of Better Call Saul. Six right. episodes left. People are saying it rivals Breaking Bad. I know you slept on it. I know you heard about it, but you haven't seen it. Go see it. Not by this Monday, obviously. Yeah. Mike to my side. I've been trying for yes. years to persuade him, and I, I received pushback. I historically pushback. jump on things late, though. Yes. Nevertheless, guys, it's amazing. Starts this Monday. Okay. So uh, let's get into it. Get it started, babe. Okay. Summer blockbusters. We love them. You remember going to them when you were a teenager. So what? Let's go with summer. What does summer say to you guys? What do you think of the when you? Are we going into like the orbit of the Earth around the sun? Is that what you? Want? That, that is culturally speaking. That is summer. <laughs> like culturally. summer is like everything that the Sandlot showed you. Like you're out with your friends. It's you're going fun. To pool. You're. It's fun. You're. You are. You're sleeping in late. You're eating junk food. You're. You're sleeping over at people's houses for like way too long. And. You're going to the movies. And you're going to the movies. going to the movies. And so... Because it's like the only outing your parents would be like, okay, I know they're safe. Right. Everybody's first, like, date or first, like, hang out with all the friends and then go to the arcade after. It was probably in the summer and you were watching a summer movie. Well, and I, you know, my, our birthdays are in the summer and for years my birthday was a movie. Like, we'd go to the movies and my mom would get, like... Tons of candy from Walgreens and sneak it into her purse. Yeah. And hand it out in the movie theater because Mike and Ike's were like, you'd have to take out a second mortgage on your house if you were going to buy those suckers yeah. in the movie theater. And the weird cardboard boxes. Yeah. Here, here's <laughs> exactly. a, a, a weird, ran, weird, useless, unra- uh, random fact of the week. We're full of those. The amount of money it takes for a movie theater to rent the film itself is so expensive that the movie tickets themselves would not cover the cost of the renting of that product. The concession stand oh my God, I know. is where the money is made in these places. Similar to a gas station. It's government regulated. What makes money is all that shit you buy inside the gas station. That's actually the guy's store making some money. Right. And that's why they're $12 for a Snickers. My dad will notoriously spend like $75 at the concession stands. Because he can't help but do, like, the 50 cent upgrades. No, no. Like, yeah. He has to do... The, like, for one more size, I just got to pay 50 <laughs> right, cents. Right. Yes. But he'll do all of them. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> make them all one size bigger. If one guy... One time he got, like, a bucket of Diet Coke. It was, like, 25 Right, and then it, it doesn't, was so big, it doesn't it fit, in, fit in, the in the cup holder. Oh, so see, he that's how it, they get you. So he put it on the floor, forgetting the floor wasn't leveled, and it swooshed into the... Oh, my God. And he, when the ladies left <laughs> no. the movie theater, they had about an inch of Diet Coke like oh. that surrounded their crate and barrel box. <laughs> Dad, I love you, man. All right, so okay, that's so what summer is to me. A, summer a experience, Diet Coke. you're at the movies. <laughs> so what makes a summer blockbuster? These movies are big budget. Right. right, we're talking hundred to three hundred, four hundred million dollars in budget. Okay, they're heavily advertised movies. These are the type of movies you see in McDonald's, and you get a toy in your mm-hmm. um, Happy Meal. Yep, and you see it in commercials and endorsed by superstars mm-hmm. and on 
bus benches and shit like, like that. Like all of a sudden, Kia features like. Yes. Jurassic World. Captain Marvel or whatever, and you're right. like, wait, what? Exactly. That's a <laughs> bunch of money funded by major film studios. Okay? So these summer movies are all about Disney, Fox, Universal, 20th Century, Fox. Like, you're not going to get random indie film to just spring its way in the summer. No. Okay? Animation is big, too. Schools are out. Kids, you need to do something with these kids, and why not take them to the movies for an hour and a half? Despicable Me, Minions... Yeah, All right. Yeah, you just made a shitload of money. Girls on a junket right now. Yeah. They said it. They said it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, and it made a lot of movie money, and it's like the fourth Those minions one. Minions are funny, and they don't. Not hating on the minions movies, I think they're great for what they do, but they don't have to do much, right? It's just no. write right. a whole bunch of similar jokes, and you get it. But they do the it well. The minions don't even say anything. They speak gibberish. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the few <laughs> phrases that they do repeat, all the kids know them. But like, yeah. That's just, nah, nah, nah. cute. Yeah. They just nah, say them everywhere. Nah, 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 okay. Big stars. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Those A-listers. Johnny Depp, Harrison Ford, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine. We'll be doing the Battle of the Chris's in a few minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's the Hollywood okay. Chris's. These movies are also spectacular. We're talking explosions, special effects, CGI, yep. um, 3D, and experience. Six-figure costumes. So, let's start with... And I'm going to defer to my boy Mike, so my, so we show you guys that he knows what he's talking oh, about. <laughs> because summer movie this, season <laughs> wasn't always around. In fact, back in the day, pre the movie that uh, Mike is going to illustrate us on, movie studios thought that throughout the summer, families were going to uh, travel and hop around, you know, so they weren't going to go to a movie theater. Right. So they would release all their big movies in the winter. Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, these right. movies, uh, Sound of Music, they come out in the holiday when season when everyone's home. That's when people go to the movies. Until, Mike? Jaws. Jaws. Um Steven Spielberg, first film, changes the game. Pretty much. They see how much money is thrown around when this movie uh, is made. And then the next giant movie that comes out about two years later is... Star Wars. Star Wars. I know you guys have heard of this movie. Absolutely. Right? At this point, people are like, man, the summer is working. And the summer blockbuster is born. What classic examples do we have? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Back to the Future. Pirates of the Caribbean. Terminator 2. The Lion King. Toy Story. Right. Okay. Those are some giant summer films that came out and defined your life. So, for me, I think that a major factor in summer blockbusters is broad demographic appeal. Yes. So, these movie studios want to get as many people in that theater as possible. Mm -hmm. We're not so trying to put out the controversy. <clears throat> yeah, the exactly. Right, right. 100%. Absolutely. That's where I think that the MCU has this formulaic approach that's like perfect for these gajillion dollar movies. Absolutely. They incorporate all these different jokes and serious moments and so it, uh, action. And it'll and translate into product placement. <clears throat> yeah. So Jurassic Park, 
there's literally a new roller coaster yeah. in uh, I heard it's the best roller coaster. And it's the best roller ever. coaster in the world, yeah. Universal Studios. I mean, look at the name in itself. The theme park is named after movies that were thrilling enough to give you adrenaline yeah. and a memorable experience. Exactly. Right? To the point they made it into a theme park. So really? those are the type of movies we're talking about here. It's the, I think that summer blockbusters have a lot to do with a broad demographic. Okay. Correct. Those are classic examples. Recently, what has happened is that Marvel has taken over the summer season as far as the yeah. most profitable product there is. And we have no problem with Marvel. Our first episode was, are we exhausted from Marvel? Are we, do we have superhero movie burnout? That is maybe superheroes, now it's on TV, you name it, whatever. However, there was a golden age mm-hmm. that is still going on where Marvel dominated every year with summer blockbusters, right? 2012, The Avengers. This movie made, is the first movie that made $200 million in, the, in its first weekend. Yep. 2016, Civil War, makes a billion dollars. 2018, Infinity War, makes a billion dollars. Avengers Endgame, most profitable movie ever made. Easily makes a billion dollars. And our favorite. Oh, also, biggest opening weekend of all time. I think it's 340 million or something like that. Okay? Ridiculous. That was our favorite one. So, summer has been taken over by Marvel, and Marvel has redefined what the start of the movie season is. Before it used to be Memorial Day, around there. Now, Endgame, Infinity War, they came out late April. Well, so they're Endgame pushing like spring pushed, break yeah, on Endgame, you almost. Endgame was actually pushed last minute a whole month early. Yeah. It was, it was, it was something on Twitter where somebody they said, resist. hey, Robert Downey Jr., why don't you guys release Endgame like a month earlier? And they said, okay, and they literally released it a month earlier. Just right. because they could, because they know it doesn't matter. At right. that point, it didn't matter. They could have released that movie in February, and it would have broke bank. Yeah. They could have done it just for fun. That movie's incredible. It would have broke bank, because nobody goes They could do an entire podcast yeah, on Endgame. But before we get started on the movie review, we are going to be playing the Battle of the Hollywood Curses. Oh, Battle of the Hollywood Curses. So we have four Hollywood Curses that need to be considered in this battle. We have Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Chris Hemsworth. Um, on a ranked scale, obviously I think Chris Pine... I think we're all going to agree. No offense, uh, Mr. Pine, if you're which, listening. Which, by the way, Chris Pine looks exactly like Polly's uh, stepbrother, Lino. They're like... Oh, God. They, they look, ex- look alike. They look really alike. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay, so Chris Pine, Chris Pine at the bottom. Then who's the third Chris? I'm going to go, I'm going to just go straight. I think it's simple. Pine is four. Three is Pratt. Two is Hemsworth. And one is Evans. I'm going to just. I, see, and see, I, I feel think. Like that's chalk. I actually like, think just, the third Chris is Chris Hemsworth. Because I would see that. I, I, I feel like I Pratt think, and Hemsworth could probably switch two or three. But I don't even. Either. I almost feel like I would put Chris Pratt first right now. He is in everything. He is in everything. He's in everything right yeah. now. So I feel like I would go Chris, like in order from like least to most. It would be Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. Fair enough. Yeah. That's my that's my vote, babe. So we got <coughs> Pratt, Hemsworth, Evans, Pine, Pine. Starting from four, who's the lower ones? I feel like said. Chris Pratt, like eh, he's in everything. I, I'm gonna put him on four. I know right now he's on fire. He's got terminal list. <gasps> but Pratt on four. Yeah, I just oh think my. I just think he's just like you know 
like a little get out know. of my house. Like he's not the funniest guy. He's not what is the wrong strongest guy. He's not the coolest guy. He's just a little I would bit say of. He's the funniest. Of he's the like the. Li- he's funnier than any of them. He's the funniest of four of them. Can I? Can I go? <laughs> You're wrong, though. <laughs> I don't know why I even invited you to this rank. <laughs> You gotta get out of here. Chris Pratt to me birthday. is like he's not the strongest, he's not the funniest, he's not the cutest, he's just a little bit of each. All right, next number three, I would put uh, probably Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth what? because he doesn't have an extensive catalog besides Marvel. Okay, he's trying. He's trying, but he's he trying. does not really have much. All right, number two, I'm gonna go Chris Evans. So you're putting Chris Pine as Here your go. top Chris? Yes. Wait, just, he, you a, need to jump. I'm sorry. Let, let, let me finish. <laughs> jump let, to why you're listen, putting Pine. Listen, Beyonce <laughs> had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> But listen, why Chris Pine? Why Chris Pine? Let's start with the fact that he's been around just as long as these guys. All right? He was into the Star Trek reboot, which is outstanding, and so nailed JT Kirk. First one. First one. And then he did another three. Whatever. But that first one's a classic. All right? So he's in the Star Trek franchise, which is huge for the nerds. Right? Then he's in Wonder Woman, which is also giant film. DC's probably only good film. Definitely the best one. Well, I'll say that the, the first Wonder Woman movie is the best DC right. film. Right. I'm just Crazy. saying I feel like Chris Pine has been in... More versatile roles. He's always himself, but like he's been in big, big movies too. Low key, no one's really paying attention to him. And I'm a snob, so I'm gonna go on who I think might be the best actor. Everyone else on this list leans on something. Hemsworth is looks, Evans is the good old boy, and Pratt is just a jokester. Like Chris Pine, he doesn't have a definitive trait because he can kind of do a little bit of everything. But that's what you said about Chris Pratt that he's done everything, he's a little bit of everything. So you put the last. He's a little per- bit on. of everything, so like a little piece of little bits. You of put everything. the last person on the list because he does a lot of bit of everything, and then the top person is he does a little bit of everything. Make up your mind. Chris Pine. Chris Pratt is like five years. Chris Pratt got it. Pine is versus Pine got a decade in the game. Don't defend him, Mike. Don't defend him. Anyways, I'm happy birthday. You're a jackass. End of the battle of the Chris's. Now we segue into the actual movie review. Of yeah, the week. here we go, right, Mike. Here we go. Thor: Love and Thunder. Our special guest, Mike, came for this specifically. He knows all about movies, which is why he's on the pad- podcast to begin with. He's on the podcast. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> but we're going to lean on him for our review. This is Summer Blockbuster slash Thor review. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Even if you haven't seen it, you already know fits the Summer Blockbuster mold. Big time. Big budget. Disney. Big star. Spectacular. MCU. Start us off with a recap. When's the last time we saw Thor? Do we have to see the other Thor to even give a shit about this Thor? Talk to me. All right. Well, the last time we saw Thor, of course, was Endgame, right? He mm-hmm. participated in that epic final battle. Yeah. Um, wielding at one point both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Captain America. Yeah, Thor I was going to say. All that. Yes, say that was all awesome. That was super um, awesome, actually. We find out in this movie that somebody else is worthy, and that would be Jane Foster. I'm going to be the, that, remember in school they would tell you, like, there's no stupid questions and you would just wouldn't ask? I'm going to be a stupid no. question person right no. now. I don't even remember. Jane Foster. Nady, Natalie Portman, what her deal was. So, br- bring me up to speed on the Thor movies. We never saw Dark World. I didn't see it. Yeah, I did. 
Okay, I don't know what's going on with Dark World. Does it have anything to do with this? Because Natalie Portman wasn't in Ragnarok. No. So why did they skip a movie with her? Why bring her back? Thor, last time we saw him was after Endgame. Well, Endgame, at the end, so at the end of Endgame, right, he ends up joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. Um... To go try to find himself because, unfortunately, the one thing about all the Thor movies they have in common is, it's common is Thor is still trying to find himself. Okay. So, um, this time, he does this by going with the Guardians, and that is where the beginning of the Thor movie goes. Okay. Um, and so, Chris starts, Pratt's in So, this? that's where we start in this. Yes. He's okay. seen in the trailer, so that is not a spoiler. He is all over the yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a moment in there. So that is where it starts off. It starts off with him riding with the Guardians, and then from there, Love and Thunder has to do with, you know, Thor. Now, this is the fourth Thor movie. Let's shout out the fact that if I went back to you and I said the origin movies are Iron Man 1, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Thor 1. And And I told you that of the three movies, oh, and the Incredible Hulk, and of the four movies, the one that would have the most single-hit franchises would be Thor. If I told you that way back when, would you believe me? No. I, don't, I, no. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you. No, I still it don't believe you now. Iron Man is clearly I still don't believe you now. I'm going to yeah. Google it. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely. <laughs> so that oh, let's take it from there. It's, we're four movies in, and I think one of the reasons we're four movies in is because for Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi comes in, and he, he does whatever he wants with Thor, and it works. And that's what he continues to do in Love and Thunder. He's doing whatever he wants with Thor. Okay. And it works. Right. He, so I think it's, it's created a completely different. This is the director. Comic books. Right. This is the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Taika's the Ta- director. Yeah. He also He's is done. the director of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, he is. Yes, and, which is amazing. And he did Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. That movie is weirdly, dementedly hilarious. Love and Thunder. I think it's something we need to point out. There's four movies, like Mike said, so we can do an even split. Most people are going to say that Part One of Thor and Thor: The Dark World aren't top tier MCU movies. No. No. In fact, most people say Dark World is probably the weakest. Yeah. Most of the time. Dark it's, World, it's not rememberable. It is, it is rememberable. considered generally... Memorable. It, well, Eternals Remember, came out... Well, hold on. Remember? It's Eternals. Memorable. It's no, memorable. No, I'm, look, I'm looking for uh, a word. It's memorable. memorable. <laughs> you take out the re. I'm hungover. I'm still hungover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other two movies... A rememberals clearly, in Harry Potter. Rememberals are from Harry Rememberall. Potter. Rememberals. Yes, okay, rememberals are from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so... The other two movies, Ragnarok and now Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. Waititi. And I'm going to call him Taika because I can say his, his first name easier than his last name. So That's okay. I'm yeah. okay. going to go there. So he obviously did these last two movies and the tone is radically different. We saw this in Ragnarok, meaning humor. So I think what... Soundtracks. Led Zeppelin. Soundtracks. Well... I heard this one has Guns N' Roses. Marvel's little comic book history. In the 70s and 80s, Marvel's space properties were... All right, so yeah. there's a lot of '70s and '80s influence in Taika's work. Mm-hmm. You I like look that. At Ragnarok, it's very '70s. Heavy. Oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Disco sounds in it, uh-huh. you know, um, all that stuff. Immigrant song, right? Immigrant song as well. This one was all '80s, heavily '80s influenced. Oh, that's my jam. I heard the there's a November like Rain solo. I just have to say that, like, that's one of the reasons why it works. It's aesthetically pleasing. So the first Thor movie directed by Kenneth Branagh was, was aiming for that Shakespearean feel. He's a Shakespearean actor, Shakespearean director. Mm-hmm. And, and they did it well. And it's got but, Norse mythology, so yeah, you can kind done, of The first Thor movie isn't bad. Can we just have a moment of silence for Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth's bleached eyebrows. 
in the first oh, version. So of, I re-watched, do you guys remember this? I he rewatched the first Thor. He looked horrible. He looked insane. They made him blonde all the way from top to bottom. Love and Thunder has these serious moments where, for example, the villain of the movie, Gore, mm-hmm. very serious character. Gore is somebody who seeks vengeance on the gods. So he's going throughout the universe. And for those of you who don't know, the gods aren't really gods per se. They're just very powerful, like alien beings in Marvel. Right. So they're not really god gods. They're just, they're so powerful. They didn't that create the universe. Right. Gore is a simple being. He's not, but he finds this sword called the Necro Sword, and it gives him this immense power. Yeah. And then he uses the sword to go hunt the gods. And then, of course, that is how he will eventually cross paths with Thor. I don't want to give too much detail. Okay, well, we'll what, go into spoilers. What soon. does he yeah. want? He wants to end all gods because he including has, Thor, including Thor, because he has a. Once again, I'm not going to say why, but he has a. He has revenge that he wants to seek on the gods. He has his reasons, okay. and when you okay. see the movie, you'll so, understand. Them. Jane Natalie Foster, Portman. Natalie Portman. I want to talk. Jane. I mean, why, why is she there? I don't mean why, why she, she exists. Jane Foster. So in the first Thor movie... Why are you even here, Natalie Portman? Right. You don't who, who is you? In the first Thor movie, <laughs> Thor is banished to Earth. Take His power is taken away because basically he's thousands of year old and still acting like a child and Odin's pissed about Oh, he's a little shit. Yeah, he's he a little shit. Right, right. he wasn't listening to Daddy. No, yeah, Daddy yeah, was yeah. telling him what to do. Daddy's arguably the most powerful being right. like, that he knows. So Thor gets banished to Earth. Meets Natalie meets Portman. Meets Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster. They fall in love. This, that, and the other. He goes back to Asgard, and then his means of transportation are broken, so they don't see each other until the Dark World. Right. In the Dark World, Natalie Portman gets infected by the Reality Stone, which the Asgardians call the Ether. Right. Okay. Um, so this is the second time Asgardians are handling an, an Infinity Stone. The first one was Tesseract. Okay. Where, and, how does that movie end? That movie ends with the Ether being uh, encased. Natalie Portman is um, revived, um, saved. Everything is goes fine back, there. She goes back to Earth. Loki is presumed dead. That is one of the many times Loki is presumed dead. Why was wasn't she in Ragnarok? In Ragnarok, I don't know the real reason. I'm pretty sure they just she wasn't in the story. But uh-huh. in Ragnarok, it's explained that they had a bad breakup. That's something that's cool. Okay. This movie kind of explains a little bit more because they meet they each other again. They give us the tea. They give you. They give <laughs> like, us. Why did they split? Right. The cheese is explained. It's given to us. Okay, so okay, is the cheese a hearty gouda or is it like a lame cheddar? Is it no? Good? It's it's hearty. It's a it's good story. Okay, okay. I feel like it's a good. So one of the, another thing I want to talk about. There's very little MCU tie-in with this movie, and Taika even said it in interviews. He didn't want to do a multiverse movie, which right now, thank oh my God. God. thank God. Yes, for those of you who are tired of the multiverse, not with the multiverse. This is a non-multiverse movie. They actually explain Endgame. Okay. In terms of the end of Endgame, where Thor left off. You were asking, where did Thor leave off? They explain that in the movie. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, they explain other little details. Basically, almost everything that is background information for you to understand the plot is So they didn't have to explained. do the VH1 video pop-up, or what was it called? Yes. We were just talking about pop-up video. Pop-up yeah, video. Please, please watch Endgame if you want to understand why Thor is upset right. at his character. No, they, you didn't have to do that. They explained they all of that. And they have different ways to do it. Okay, cool. So that was pretty cool. Gore, the villain, wonderful screen presence. Christian Bale, arguably a top three Marvel villain, and that's saying something. Where yeah. I, I still say Killmonger was the best, because, you know. Okay, Michael B. Jordan. That. Okay. Before we go spoiler-free, I did like this movie, and I definitely would give it a solid B ranking, which... Okay. You know, is it better than Doctor Strange? 
I think it's on par. It's the same. Okay, ish. Now, the difference is with Doctor Strange, that required a lot of MCU time. Yes, it did. Work. They did not give... Yeah, that had homework. Doctor Strange had homework. Now, I do the homework for fun. That's not, that's not my problem, but that is a problem for a lot of people. So, I'll say this. For the casual moviegoer, Love and Thunder is going to be way better. Okay. Because okay. Cool. They, if you're like, oh, I don't want to have to watch every episode of WandaVision and then watch Loki just to understand the Correct. person. You don't have to. Okay, not okay. with Love and Thunder. With Love and Thunder... Literally everything you need to know is explained in the movie. So now we're going to go into the spoilers. If you do care about spoilers, uh, just log off now and uh, come back when you're done watching it. So I'm going to start with the beginning of the Break movie. Break it down. At the beginning of the movie, you see Gore. Now, Gore is the villain, and he is holding his dying daughter in his arms. Uh-huh. He is in the desert. He is alone. He's on a strange planet. He's not human. He's from a distant world. And he's praying to his God and praying to his God for water and food to save his daughter's life and his daughter literally dies in his arms and he oh starts wandering the wilderness jesus and and That's he so finds sad. and he finds his own god there and he's like i prayed to you why didn't you give me anything is like i don't care like you think i'm here to serve you you're here just i'll have other followers gets mm-hmm. really upset um, well, I don't blame him. That guy sounds like a douche. He hears, so Gore finds the Necro Sword, and the Necro Sword is like this demonic kind of sword that whispers to him, takes the Necro Sword, and the Necro That's sword, like, I guess they took the name off of like the Necronomicon, the Book sure. of the Dead. Evil, yeah, yeah. evil demonic sword yeah, of hell. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This sword has the power to kill any god. Got it. Okay. Any god. Even the most powerful god in the universe. Including which is in the, Thor. Including Thor. It okay. could kill Thor easily. And that's how the movie begins. How, okay, how does him he going on the quest? How does to he target, an interesting hook. How does he yes. target Thor? How does that become I mean, his Thor's harmless. motive? So, okay, I mean, not harmless, that. but... So, from there you get to, you know, Thor is finding himself with the Guardians. And Thor then, just saved the universe. Why would he want to kill Thor? Not everybody knows what happened on Earth. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got okay. it. Okay. So, Valid answer. Yeah, so going, uh, going to Thor, he's with the Guardians, and he's trying to find himself. All right, he finds, he's on his way of finding himself. He's still, like, clearly, like, hurt. They kind of hinted at the beginning of the movie. Um, Taika, of course, plays Korg, who is the big rock guy. I love that guy. Thor's best friend. That guy's friend. hilarious. Um, <laughs> that guy's hilarious. For those and of you fun. who aren't familiar with Taika's work, he loves to insert himself as a character in his own movie. So he's M. Night Shyamalan. He's like a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Korg is kind of talking to him about, like, you know, like, clearly, like, you're so upset about something. And they kind of get to a little hint of like, oh, you're still, you miss Jane. You know, that, you know, that Earth Woman, whatever. Is that what they call her? Earth Woman? Well, yeah, she's an Earth Woman to them. That's like messed up. I mean, Korg is, but Korg is an alien, Korg and Thor are aliens. Oh, but it is the, like, they're they literally from other planets. Yeah, 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 yeah. We call Thor an Asgard, Asgardian, that's not up. he's from Asgard. No, well, not Asgard, man. She's an, <laughs> Asgardian, fine. Okay, an Earthling. That's, that's better. Earthling, Earthling is better? Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So, right, I don't know if they say Earthling, but the point is... <laughs> Did that, you that just person. come up with that? Earth, I don't know, Earthwoman. Earth woman. So, we gotta get a 23 in me right, on that. You're just an Earthwoman. <laughs> you're just some Earthwoman. <laughs> so, um, as, um, so, after they help the Guardians on this mission, uh-huh. there's this all call all over the galaxy, all these distress calls. Mm-hmm. And it's of these gods that are being murdered all over the galaxy. That's how he starts his quest. He's trying to find out what's killing all the gods. Okay. And that leads him back to new Asgard, taking it back to Earth. So okay. why is Jane there? This is a big thing. She's on Earth. Well, yes, but okay. why is Jane there in the story? 
Go. In 2016, there was, or I think it was 2016, they started a comic book run called Mighty Thor. Yeah. And it was of a female Thor, and nobody knew who the character was for a while, and then you found out it was Jane Foster. Mm. So, Jane Foster gets diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. So, but it comes out of the blue, and she's... She's freaking out, and she's trying to find a solution to it. Now, Jane Foster has literally spoken with gods, so she's looking at all of her data, all this thing, trying to see if she has a way that she can get some sort of Asgardian, this, that, or the other. And she's actually summoned by the hammer, and then she wields the hammer and becomes what she she calls herself the Mighty Thor, and... Jane and Thor meet up on Asgard, and then uh, on New Asgard, which is on Earth, and then they start on their adventure, along with Valkyrie, who's the king of Asgard right now. So they go on their adventure, along with Korg, to try to... St- oh, oh, because Gore wants to hunt down Thor, and he kidnaps all the Asgardian children. They go throughout the quest, they go to this city where they meet all the gods, um, the major gods, that's that scene where you see in the trailer where they rip off his clothes. And they continue going on. There's jokes here and there. It's pretty funny. Sometimes Taika does this thing where he throws jokes in very awkward moments, and you don't know whether it's okay to laugh. Right. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Depends or not. Right. I think the biggest thing that I took away from this movie is it's kind of a romantic comedy, and that's weird in the MCU. There hasn't been one. The love story between Thor and Jane is the primary focus of this movie. I know, like... So it's a rom-com. You know what? It that's is a unique, because at this point... And I think that's why people Marvel's are having trouble... Marvel's done every movie there is. I think that's why people are having trouble digesting it, is because it is a rom-com. And we've never seen it, seen it in such a setting, right. right? In a rom-com, for example, it's two people from different lives that somehow work together, they have this yeah, chemistry, yeah. but then they'll have those awkward moments where they're, like, being cute with each... All of those little chemicals that are existent inside of that, you know, chemistry exist in this movie. Wow. So I don't know why it would be I'm a sucker a for rom-coms, I'm going to be yeah, honest. He is. So as more a, than me. So as a rom-com, I think it's great. I think it's really well done. I do feel like there's some jokes that fall a little flat. I do feel like it does repeat the Ragnarok formula. And I'm going to be specific okay. on Ragnarok. It does sometimes, sometimes feel like a Ragnarok redux, which I feel if you if you mess with a comic thing a certain way, I have trouble swallowing it. Ragnarok has some of those things. Why? Because my boy Mike isn't a trendy Marvel fan <laughs> like some out there. This guy was reading them before the movies existed. 100%. He was yeah. doing it when it was nerdy to do it, and you didn't want people actually knowing how many comic books you read. He was that guy, and that's why he's on the show today. <laughs> well, I mean, so anything in con- else? In conclusion... Uh, in conclusion, the, uh, do I say the ending of the movie? Yeah, go ahead. No. At the end of the movie... Thor is victorious in stopping Gore from killing all the gods. Shocker. Um, wow. But no requi- way. But it requires um, the sacrifice of Jane Foster in order for it to happen. She Jane dies. sacrifices herself in order to save. She pulls in Because Natasha. the more she uses Mjolnir, like the faster the cancer spreads. Because um, the energy that mm. she needs to wield Mjolnir is sapping her life force. And she can't, like, she can't heal fast enough. It's one of my favorite performances from Natalie Portman. And Jeannie hates Natalie Portman. Jeannie hates Natalie Portman. And she actually liked this movie. I'll tell you what. If she didn't hate Natalie Portman, she would have given this movie a B. She gave it a C+. I understand. Uh, to wrap up, Thor Love and Thunder. 
a summer blockbuster on all accounts. Maybe not the best summer blockbuster, maybe not the best MCU film there ever was, but enjoyable, and that's why we go to the movies in the summer. Yes. Enjoy yourself, and if you want to see the heavy hitters, wait till the fall season and then you get your Academy Award winners. Exactly. And such. Absolutely. So, babe, what do we got? The season finale of our podcast, yeah, episode 10. Yeah, episode 10. So which is we, two weeks from now, actually. So we will be taking a week off. But we're building up to our epic season finale where we will be discussing Nope. Nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's third movie. We are nervous about this one. This one, because, well, there's a very sensitive time in a director's life where he puts out his third movie. and Make or break you. It could make or break you. And there are notorious directors that have just sunk ships. So like that, M. Night Shyamalan. Right. That episode will be about directors and the curse of having a classic film as your debut. We're actually, I'm actually really there? excited for Nope. I'm really excited for Nope. So we're going to see if Jordan Peele's more M. Night Shyamalan or is he more... Um, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Uh, I saw the most. I, I saw a recent trailer for Nope when I went to see Love and Thunder. The original trailer. I don't like the trailer. I don't know why. I don't like the Wait, trailer. Wait, can I say something about... But you know I'm a trailer whisperer, right? You know, like, I, I told you before we saw the Batman, I said it. They are showing too much in the trailer. Right, right. Something's not right. Yeah, I we remember walked out of that, that movie, we looked at each other, and we wanted to... I don't want to talk about it, because you dragged like me into that movie. Listen, I didn't... On the I one day I had a babysitter and had six hours down, of my life ready to go. I was at a bachelor party. You I have no complaints. In ten minutes, we both knew it. We Listen, both knew it. We wanted to like that movie so bad. Anyway, Something's okay. So, in the way. So, get, the newest trailer, trailer, Nope, is not... Okay, so the first trailer, Nope, was like creepy, right? It was weird. They had it, weird was creepy. it was creepy. The new trailer, of Nope, has like upbeat music. And, it's confusing. And weird cut, like weird more action style cuts. Um, I'm getting more, the cowboys and aliens and kind of vibe. And I feel and like, I like they're trying to change the tone off of horror at the last minute because they realized they made a movie and it wasn't horror and they started trying to make a horror movie. I'm or that they're, they're trying to confuse us because I felt like Maybe. Get Out was kind of originally pressed as, a, not as a horror, but as like a comedy drama. And then it started leaning into horror. And yeah, I think Jordan Peele really wants serious. to confuse yeah. the shit out of us. Yeah, Get Out gets really serious really quick. Yeah. Well, uh, we, if we he's should. trying to lower, if he's trying to lower my sense of comfort by like making it seem campy, sure, he's doing a good job because I like campy. We shall, I get down with campy. We shall see. The movie comes out July twenty second. We will have the review for you then. It'll be our season finale, but not the. Finale of us, and no, no. We well, this gets really, yeah, this gets really exciting. So our season finale is going to be um, the Nope review and the whole director thing that we talked about earlier. But also, we are going to be revving our engines up for our TikTok channel mm. and for our season two. We have uh, the ring light. <laughs> I bought a ring light, so I guess we're going to be on TikTok, and we're going to be on YouTube. Um, YouTube Shorts. I learned what that is. It's like a TikTok. Oh my god, Polly's like 10 years out. YouTube Shorts. I just learned what that is. Sorry. What's up? I heard it on the grapevine. (laughs) Oh my god, free (laughs) Shavakadoo. So yeah, uh, again. That's the best one. Thanks for listening, guys. Signing out. Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. We'll see you guys on the 22nd.